everybody, welcome to the 103rd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just a quick reminder to please check us out on Patreon if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits like access to our Discord and Livecast. And uh, going to start uploading Fest footage from Math Current Next Fest 2023. I just want to say a very heartfelt thank you to everyone who came out uh, and joined us in Queens, New York on the 22nd. I've seen some footage. Uh, I missed everybody. Couldn't make it there, but uh, looked like a fucking great time. Trans-Pecos, small venue. Yeah. Unfortunately, I would not recommend booking shows there. <laughs> I've also heard that. Yeah, they their general manager came Dish in. It. And, give us the, give yeah, us the I, guys. I don't give a shit. Their, their general manager came in and shut the show down and um, because we had just gone over by a few minutes and basically lied to us saying that there was a sold-out show and it was goth night with, like, 20 people, so not particularly happy about Sawtooth getting their, their set cut short, but other than that, it was a great time, and um, I'm not dejected enough that I don't want to do it again. I'm, I might do it again. Who knows? Also, um, I know Christian probably is going to give himself the, the credit here, but uh, we ba- uh, basically the the filmer uh, uh, bailed, so Christian filmed the, these sets with his phone and then matched the audio, correct? Or did you... We didn't have anybody to do the audio, unfortunately. We had somebody oh, to do... Oh, it's actually sounding, sounding pretty good. Just... I mean, somebody was there to do the audio, but for whatever reason, they were not successful in actually extracting any audio from the soundboard. Honestly, I... great teamwork, everybody. <laughs> this is amazing. This is a great year. Yeah, the videographer didn't make it. He, like, just bailed on it and then didn't tell me that his flight was canceled or whatever is delayed. And I'm, I'm not even sure if that was actually the story. How I'm, fucking... gonna, I'm, I'm not going to name names, but I don't think that they actually bought a ticket is what happened. You know who you are. Um, they don't uh, listen to this podcast. They don't. You don't out. listen to this podcast. Uh, but, uh, I, I mean, whatever, man. You fucking made it work and everything. It's not Sonny from Hate 5-6, <laughs> by the way. I invited him months and months and months ago, but he was, of course, booked, unsurprisingly. He's so good that if you if he did stiff you, you'd be like, all right, fair. Yeah, but <laughs> don't book a show there unless you want to have the classic thing of the uh, you know the manager coming in and turning the lights on and shutting off a microphone and you know like you're, like you're all children like we were children yeah yeah it was really it was embarrassing anyway <laughs> I'm glad we got that out got I mean it's uh, the, the 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 background you know you gotta oh what the fuck okay so the first band we're gonna talk about is Johnny Booth. And Johnny Booth are a metalcore quintet from Long Island, New York. And they just dropped their new full-length album, Moments Elsewhere, on July 14th. It is a full, full-length. Yeah, this is this is really fucking good. This is like one of the best albums of the year so far, I think. It's funny how the album is simultaneously heavier and poppier than their older stuff. Because previously they kind of sounded more like Every Time I Die. Isn't that crazy? Like, there's more heavy riffs and the breakdowns are amazing. Mm-hmm. But then also, get all that clean singing and different vocal ranges, you know? And, and it's very, very well done. All the melodic sequences are, like, I have to say, like, excellent for the most part. I've said this on, like, a few episodes, I think, uh, I think overall in the last few years, but... I guess my vibe is like these days I don't I'm I'm turned off a little bit more on the clean singing you know mm-hmm. sometimes I like because <clears throat> it's usually not well done yeah um like that one sunflower track where there's just some amazing like I don't know I just uh, what I'm trying to say is yeah the title track yes uh it it was in there but it was spread throughout the album I do feel the second part of the album has a lot more singy parts quote unquote but it was great I mean overall just well balanced all over the place I would say really well written yeah I have to agree with you I think the middle of the album is really where it starts to pick up with the melodic stuff like 
melodic. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it by the by, like the middle of the album, there's hardly any breakdowny stuff. Actually, like the middle of the album is like really, really focused on more of the. Um, yeah, they're they're just they're doing more like kind of like poppier, more accessible stuff on this album, but and yet again, still going to territory that is also somehow heavier and like they've got more the guitars are noticeably more down tuned is another thing I noticed like in terms of like the, the instrumentation but I think what's remarkable is that they're combining these two qualities so effectively like it never feels like it's clashing or that they're just like shoehorning yeah, these forced. yeah they're doing it on a level that is like on, it's like almost on the same level as bands like Under Oath and Deftones where it's like kind of like new metal level accessibility and just like immediately like hooky you know parts that really just like grab your ear that are memorable i gotta i gotta be in the mood for this one specifically you know um sometimes i i mean like as we all know i like my my digestible uh eps and stuff just blast right through some stuff so this one takes a little time this is more of a long play for sure absolutely and and i would say out of any of the albums that on this episode specifically you've got to give this album more than one try try not to skip over any tracks really give it a listen and do it like two or three times because you really do like it's a well-produced and just um kind of spaced out uh, album you know yeah and the I, pacing is really good yep uh i and it does pick up like towards the end i mean naturally modern dialogue which is the closer it's a fucking great Banger. closer you know yep but, but loving bang. the guitar accoutrement <laughs> in that track all the artificial harmonics the pick scrapes all the, the pitch shifting it's just like the rolling pitch harmonic uh artificial harmonic part reminds me of like botch on steroids mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yeah this uh this band definitely like uh i'll say this for the uh, for the first time on this episode, and I'll say it again. Uh, but this sound was very like uh, nostalgic, reminiscent, but also very refreshing and new. You know, I agree. Uh, I so, agree. Yeah. It's like a callback to bands like Volumes and Structures, and just all like the, the like the pluralization bands. I need to go back and listen to Structures. That's some good B- uh, shit. Uh, boundaries, Varials, yep. all, yep. all that kind. Of, it, it really reminds me of all that kind of stuff, but. Yeah, I, I think that they're doing the melodic stuff just like extraordinarily better than a lot of those bands. The, the opening track reminds me of like a knocked loose cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a, it kicks down the door, right? Uh, my favorite track is a uh, collapse in the key of fireworks. That's and, a fucking great track. Yep, Agreed. Yep. Yeah, but it's just like the opener. Just a, it's a ripper, and of course I had to choose one with less of the the cleaner vocals. Yeah, this, there's still some in there. This yeah. album opens so strong. Those first like five or six tracks really are just like, again, such a great combination of those like fast, like two step parts to like low end grooves to soaring melodic vocals. And I, what I love as well is they keep bringing back that recurring sample that. They bring that sample back in a number of the tracks, and I just feel like it's a recurring theme that really sort of it was. It's nice to have something to sort of tie things together there, whether or not that was intentional or it's just maybe it's like an effect they're applying. But yeah, even when this they switch over to almost being completely melodic, I never feel like it's boring or I'm getting lost in what they're doing. Like I, I never want to skip a track. In, in this this runtime, I, I feel like it's all very um, it's all very Im- impactful and, and full of intent, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you heard the first five six tracks. I mean, even you, yeah, there's you, no you filler. Gotta, yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta give it some time, you know. Yeah, and like I said, not only I mean, just the album, just try not to skip over these tracks and really give it, you know, your all that that one time around. And you know, I, I've like written it. I've written all but 
Yeah, I've written all but like two tracks down as tracks that I enjoyed, basically. Mm-hmm. I think the latter is probably my favorite track on the album. Again, loving how they just skillfully bounce back and forth between those insanely fat and dissonant grooves and that melodic chorus. I think that's probably the most memorable track on the album, um, in my opinion, as well. Nice. I like that. I do like how they kind of like bring it back to a more intense place on the second leg of the album too with Ring Light Alter. Definitely like more intense. I think it's the only track that has no singing as well, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Also Gatekeeper too. Loving that like chromatic, almost corn-like riff in the opening. New there's metalish some, for sure. Yeah, the, There's absolutely. some new metal. That's what I wanted to talk about. There's some new metalisms on this album for sure. Yeah. That I think that there are enough... Man, they, they really could just be big. Like they get, they're already huge in terms of like their listenership. They got like a hundred plus, uh, hundred thousand plus monthly listeners on Spotify. But I think that they could be out there doing like the the festival circuit and shit with like their sound. Who the fuck was Johnny Booth? Is that an actor, or a character? Do you know? Uh, Johnny- I believe it's John Wilkes Booth. Oh, Johnny! Shot God damn it! Shot I- <laughs> Old Johnny Booth. <laughs> he got himself in a predicament back in the day, didn't he? Yeah, okay. sure did. Yep. So yeah, I, I really like this album a, a good deal. Uh, I I don't feel like it's like an instant classic, and I don't think that they're like necessarily reinventing the wheel, as you say. It's kind of a nostalgia yeah. thing, but I feel like it, everything is executed super well. All the instrumentals are great. The production is fantastic. The arrangements are, are super good, even if it's not like overtly technical and like mathcore in the yep. way that we, you know, the most of the kind of stuff that we we try to cover i think this will definitely appeal to people who enjoy math cover math core rather it's just a, it's a great combination of the chaotic and the melodic this is something you can show somebody that isn't completely into math core you know i feel or like into metal i think into metal as yeah. well yep if yep. you have somebody who likes deftones or under oath show them this and i think this is a good stepping stone stepping stone to like dillinger escape plan potentially what track, dude? Well, I was going to say, let's talk about what rating would you give this? Oh, right. We're doing this. Right. Okay. Um, I'll go first. I would say that, again, it's not an instant classic, not reinventing the wheel, but extremely strong. You're going I, eight. I'm going an eight I, for I'm sure. I'm going to give you an, I'm going to say an eight as well. It's, I mean, it. it's not quite a nine for me. Like in order for me to give, <clears throat> give it a nine, I have to feel like this is something that is really going to stand the test of time. And I'm, I'm just not sure about that. I might go back and reevaluate that later. Not nine and tens. I feel are going to be the album of the year con- contenders. And I will, this will, will still probably penetrate my, my top 10, really? even that okay. big, or at least my top 20. Like as it stands oh, con- now, the considering list, at yeah. least, you know, like this will be, this will get a mention pretty much no matter what I've enjoyed it that much. If you look at my, my charts right now, you'd probably see I've spent this at least 10 times. I am so envious that, I wish I would have done what you did when we were back in the middle house telling me just last FM, man, last FM, and just, I never did it. It would be really, really fucking cool to track my shit through the years. Scrabbling since 2009. Spotify is okay, like whatever, like it gives you- It's comprehensive. No, no, no. I mean, it was just, I mean, you bragged about that for years, like, check it out. Back in the day, I would brag to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have, I should have done that. I, I mean, anyways. yeah, I was listening to a hundred thousand plus songs a year at that yeah. point. I think now I'm down to like forty or fifty or something sad. But yeah. yeah, I was like listening to music like it was my fucking job more than it, it is it's, now. It's not well. That's the thing. Like, I would like to see it now because we listen to so much new stuff. But it'd also be interesting to see like what we always go back to. See, yeah, back then, back then, I was definitely doing encyclopedic research. I was, I was sort of building this mental encyclopedia. In, excuse me, mental encyclopedia that I have now of jazz, even in yeah. like tech death and. 
you know, electronic music. Yeah. I mean, like uh, the media fire days and everything of the yeah. early art. It was just like, yeah. I mean, Blog spots. Just, yep. You could just really go and just go fucking ham. Ham, dude. I mean, Every, I, yeah. I was on Napster and I was on Kazaa. I used Kazaa heavily. Um, and I was on LimeWire to a lesser extent, but... Yeah, I mean, back back in the back in the day, you could just acquire, you could really just get all the music like you could as if it was available for streaming on Spotify. Like it didn't make a difference. Yep. It was fucking free back then too. Good shit, love it. Anyway, yep. Um, all right, so what? Uh, what? Uh, so we gave the rating and everything. What, what track? I think that the latter is the track that I would I would personally choose. Cool, let's do it. I mean, either that or Full Tilt. They're both quite good. I mean, I do like Collapse in the Key of Fireworks, but. I would say that the latter is the same, but stronger. Fucking that's what it is, dude. All right, so we're going to go ahead and play for you the latter, which is track four from Johnny Booth's new album, Moments Elsewhere, and that came out on July 14th. Here we go. Right, Brad!
So that was The Ladder, which is track four from Moments Elsewhere, which is Johnny Booth's new album that came out on July 14th. Again, really, really enjoying that. Look at us like covering up-to-date this month releases and stuff. Keeping it very current on this episode. I think it's all July releases. So next, we're going to talk about Hazing Over. And Hazing Over are a metalcore quintet from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And they just dropped their new EP, Tunnel Vision, on July 7th. Some of you may recall when this band was known as Shinguard. I want. I was hoping you, I was going to be the one dropping that, but yeah, um, I don't. I, it's kind I, of I hard tried... to not talk about Shinguard when we're talking about Hazing Over because they just—it's part of this their arc. They've yes. really come a long way from from Shinguard. Le- I will get into my battle within uh, the head of Levi. Yeah, here. please do. Uh, I um, I listened to Hazing Over. Um, not as much as I listen to Shingard. I was quite a big fan of Shingard just uh, on the Screamo side. Mm. Uh, so sometimes I think I do get a little judgy when I'm listening to Hazing Over. But with this EP, I will say I just cleared everything out of the way. I think just you have to compartmentalize. Com- it's, it's Absolutely. It just, you know, it is what it is. Just, uh, But um, with that said, this EP, I really feel like they it's not even like the the full crazy full length but they have really figured out their own unique sound and i do feel like if you do know that they were once shinguard and you listen to shinguard you really can see this translation uh of like this hardcore chantyish kind of like feel but they've really because when basically why i'm saying this is uh because when hazing over like formed and it was like it was my understanding it was going to be more deathcore, and I feel like that first with uh, Pestilence, there was kind of the the starting of that. A but little we, bit, but we we didn't. We, I don't think we all knew where they were going to go. But on the second EP, I can see that they really are carrying on from Pestilence and doing this amazing, just own kind of hybridization of metalcore. Metalcore, but I do want to say. Deathcore in uh, just the way that uh, the vocals. There are some crazy death vocals that you just don't get from metalcore. So there's that there, you know. But man, holy fuck! Um, what I do like about hazing, uh, hazing over is that they are bringing the metal aspect, but the meaningful lyrics of hardcore, which they which they're bringing from Shingard. Because Shingard, I was a huge fucking fan of their lyrics. Um, you know, so it just overall, I I'm stoked on this EP. That's what I want to say. I'm very stoked. I've moved away my Shingard thoughts, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it is now hazing over. It's not hazing over, formerly Shingard. There's a turning point in, in Jake's technique where he started adopting more deathcore type, you know, tunnel vocals, especially around the time that he released the Blood Menace EP. Oh, yeah. We covered what, it. I, I have to say, I, I do prefer the direction of that EP just a bit more than I do what hazing over currently is but. if if haze even if haze i i'm now i'm just like 
I'm being a, a you know a second chef in a fucking kitchen adding to the soup, you know. <laughs> but literally, if if hazing over had more lows, I myself would be like, fuck yes, fucking sign me up. But you know, I, I feel like the, they've cut the low. That's just about to say. I feel like the lows have been sort of cut out on the CP a little bit. I feel like bit. they've kind of cut out the breakdowns too a little bit, bud. And they're a little skimpy on there's, the breakdowns. There's some breakdowns there's on this fucking album. But I, I, I'd be like, if I had a plate, I'd be like, more please, more, you know. And they'd be like, no, no, you're not gonna get it. You know, I, I hear what you're saying about them sort of like finding a, a new sound on the CP, but I, I don't feel like they're doing enough to separate themselves at the same time with this new EP. Damn right, dude. Um, I, I, I feel like it's not homogenized necessarily, but it's not there's it's not really doing anything to, to stand out against the rest of the crowd of like metalcore that's coming out this year, like Chamber or you know you're from Joys or whatever. Those are two fucking rippers you just try to I mean they've set the bar incredibly high for for metalcore in my opinion like in a sense Code Orange is sort of you know effectively handed off the the torch to these younger bands to to take this sound because now they're making rest you know WWE music (laughs) yeah baby uh overall this EP did not stand out the like what I thought it was going to do in my head and to my ears you know it's like it's, all the elements are there. Like the, the 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 production is great. The instrumentation is good. Like yep. the parts are well performed. Yep. Yeah, I just um, something stands out. I, I, the tracks. Every track does sound different. You know, there's some identity to each track, but there's not one. Pestilence was to... more dynamic, in my opinion, in terms yeah. of like the the type of material that was offered. It had more diversity in those four tracks yeah. than is offered in these six tracks. Why I like Pestilence though, just um, once again, just some more lows and some more breakdowns. Yeah, that's just, I I'm, agree. I'm being, I'm kind I prefer of, Pestilence might, too. Might be simple there, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. So if I had to give this one a rating out of ten, I'd have to give it a six. I think. Really? You know what? Um, I will go seven. Um, and this might just be because I'm still giving some Shingard love. Who knows? Yeah. This is a, this is also I think just a matter of of preference in the sound. Like I really I enjoy the vocals a lot, but this these particular songs I don't feel like they're as strong as Pestilence. No. Um, with tr- uh, as far as tracks tracks go, though, uh, Tunnel Vision is, is definitely the track. That that's the, and they, they it's a fucking banger. Yeah, like to, yeah. to their credit, like you know, even though um, I, I can find some things I don't like about the CP, I think that they're some very very strong moments, and it's certainly worth listening to. Otherwise, we wouldn't probably include it in this podcast list, which is sort of the, the peril of talking about everything that we like and not necessarily things that we don't like, because we may not really hit some like threes and fours on this podcast ever if we're not. And Super it, objective about just including everything. I mean, for for hazing over two, like, tech, like is this mathcore? No, you know what I'm saying. So I mean, it's even that, we, we we still cover them, even though they're yeah, we we, we give love to adjacent bands, and yeah. again, that's another sort of the peril of this is that you may think that uh, we are only an authority in one particular subgenre. If you if you want to agree or disagree with Christian and I, if you got 11 minutes, that's all the EP is. It's like 11 minutes and like 40 seconds or something like that. Like fucking jam it. Yeah, give it a listen. It's yeah. definitely worth it. I listened to it quite a few times just to, to really get a good feel for it. And there's there's plenty of fucking redeemable qualities. I'm we're just uh, you know we're 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 critical. What can I say? Not too critical. We're good. We're we're nice. We're good. All right, so. We're going to go ahead and play a few Tunnel Vision, which is track two from the EP of the same name by Hazing Over, and that came out on July 7th. Here we go.
right, so that was Tunnel Vision, which is track two from Hazing Over's new EP by the same name, and that came out on July 7th. So next, we're going to talk about Gray Shape. And Gray Shape are a metalcore outfit from Baltimore, Maryland, featuring the homie Danny, formerly of Under the Beer, on bass. Oh. Yeah, we forgot to mention that last time we talked about this band, regrettably, not regrettably, but... What's up, Danny? And they just dropped their new EP, This Is Out of Body, on July 14th. And I gotta say, even though this band still really does wear their influences on their sleeve... No, really? Yeah. But this EP is, I think, a considerable step up, both in production and arrangement. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Agreed. it's a lot yeah. better, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like. It was fucking. It was. It was. It was a good listen. Um, I, like, not reinventing the wheel or anything. I'll be no, honest. No. Um, uh, we we know the influences. We don't need to say anything here. Um, and I just don't want to start uh, ranting and about that shit. But uh, overall, I really enjoyed this. Some great kind of, I guess, southern kind of rock yeah. going on here. Southern metalcore, chaotic hardcore. Some great groove going on, man. Good grooves. Uh, the melodic elements are much stronger this time around, especially on Overbearing Sea, where the the riffs yeah. are just more catchy too. I think that and New Abuse are the two. Standout standout tracks uh, in my eyes here. Uh, I did enjoy. I yeah. felt like there's a little more chaotic kind of side of Notch. Notch uh, was good too. Yeah. Notch, man, that that great mosh call with only the dead have seen the end of war. Yep, yep, yep. That moment is one of the strongest moments on this EP for sure. Vocals are once again um, it's shining towards uh, an influence there, and they uh, the vocals are very strong. They're good. I, I, I hope they're like they're that good. live. You know. Yeah, even though the production the production and arrangement is better than last time, this does feel a bit like a hot damn. Oh, you said it. Cosplay at he times, said it. We, remember, we 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 were from that, that before that. It, we didn't say anything, but <laughs> yeah, he sounds like Buckley. Fucking the. Vo- it, yeah, it, it's, it's like <laughs> really hot damn era. Every time I die, and with that chant as well, just look at that. You know, it's Absolutely. not like it's not bad enough to make me turn it off though. Is the thing like it's not like they're. It's it's not like they're shamelessly regurgitating parts, but yeah, it, the influence is just very obviously. I had this thought earlier today it's about there. this, like how I had, like if I was like, oh, they, they sound like every time I die, da, da, da. but also it's like every time I die isn't around anymore. So anyways, fucking it, let's why, hear some more. Every how, time why I, were we mad about that? I mean, it's like, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a unavoidable influence for so many fucking people in this scene. When it comes to metalcore, mathcore, it's kind of all pervading, you know. It, I've been like really listening to a lot of slam lately. And like, if you were to tell me like, Hey, I just found three other bands that sound like peeling flesh. I'm definitely not going to be upset. I'm going to be like, that's amazing. Why didn't I know about hey, Levi? I found another band that sounds like devourment, but with more obtuse breakdowns. <laughs> Putrid stew. You're talking about maybe. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, this, this was good. I, some more originality would be nice, but I'm, I'm excited to see where they go next. If I had to give it a rating out of ten, I I, I had to reduce points for the uh, the lack of originality though. But I, I'd give it a six probably. Seven. Um, seven. Seven, because I do feel it is what it is. But goddamn it, some great fucking vocals. I really feel like there's a nice strong. Uh, the title track yeah. is quite good. Yep. Overbearing Sea is very good melodically. Notch is a great mosh call. I didn't look up the lyrics, but what I could like get from that, I, I yeah, I enjoyed it. I think of what it is for me is that it just doesn't, it doesn't tread enough territory that feels idiosyncratic enough for me. Yeah, it's just yeah, we got some homies in the chat agreeing with what we're saying there. So yep. 
Also, there's so many bands with Grey in the name right now, too. Like, there's Grey Sea. There's, we talked about this last time. Grey yeah. Haven. Yep. Grey Shape. Others. The, you, yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many Greys. Anywho, okay, let's not continue to belabor this point. So, I think that This Is Out of Body is the track, personally. Cool. So... What track would you saying was your favorite? My two standouts was Overbearing Sea and New Abuse, but I also support that as well, man. Yeah, I feel like This Is Out of Body is like more of like a podcast song. Overbearing Sea, the melodic parts are, are quite good, though. I have to agree there. I got no hill to die on as far as tracks go on this EP. Like, you know, it's cool. Yeah. So we're going to play for you This Is Out of Body, which is track two from Grey Shape's new EP of the same name, and that came out on July 14th. Here we go. This kid spin kicked my beer out of my hand, and he immediately is following the set. Brought me a fresh beer. How fucking not, what a goddamn gentleman! I Shout to out to that, that guy. I had to do that to a random girl the other night at Snuffed On Sight. I just I I threw a fist and knocked the beer out of her hand, and I just 
I just guessed, but the thing is, I didn't, I just guessed on the beer. I was like, oh, it was a light beer. Let's go figure something out. But she was stoked. But like, yeah, just like, I, I, and I remember like hitting the beer and being like, that's a full beer I just hit. And just feeling the weight of this. Like, it's like, like, anyways. The horrifying realization in slow motion. I'm glad that both, uh, both times the, the etiquette is right there. If you, you spill, you, if you spill a full drink on some, uh, you know, when you're involved in that shit, go get another drink for the person. Come on. Yeah. What's funny is a kid definitely left that show with a shiner, but it's not like people are soft. Not everybody leaves a fucking show with a broken jaw or a fucking, you know, uh, a broken orbital or a broken mosh leg. Pits, mosh pits have existed for fucking ever. Yeah. It's just funny how like now there's like a whole. Since antiquity, you know, back in the day. People just want to ruin, ruin good times. Yo, bro, don't stand near the pit if you don't want to get hit. <laughs> Anyway, so close that track. So that was "This Is Out of Body," which is off the EP of the same name by Gray Shape, and that came out on July fourteenth. So next, we're going to talk about Carrots Gold, and Carrots Gold are a mathcore trio from Illinois, and they just dropped their new EP, Solid Gold, on July thirteenth. Sort of an interesting choice to drop that on a Thursday. I mean, I guess you can potentially like beat some of those early streams for other artists that day, like Johnny Booth and Gray Shape and Seasons Worn. We're talking is about Tuesday next. Is Tuesday the day? Or what is, what, what is the day? And so international release date, like industry release date, is, a, is Friday. When you drop a new album, it is on a Friday. And I think the reason for that is because that's the day that people are free to actually listen to a fucking album. Oh, I think if you release yeah. something on a Thursday, you may just get lost in the shuffle for Friday fucking, when Friday actually rolls around. Fucking like, like when I like even post like skate clips on Instagram, I always got to go Friday, Saturday because everybody's like looking, looking at their phone more, you know? I mean, you could also argue that this band is not operating at a level where it's like fucking crucial to be releasing on a Friday as well. But yep. I, I had I just did take note of that and wonder why they didn't take advantage of potential Friday traffic because it's like, yeah, Friday is release day. It's the best day to do it. You get put in like a roundup. Yep. Would you call this a post-hardcore? I would. I mean, I would say a lot of what they're doing is bordering mathcore. I mean, it's it's, it's like, like chaotic post-hardcore. Yeah, kind of. I mean, there's a lot of like. I think the reason you're probably describing it that way is because there's so much reverb on both the guitar and the vocals on this album. Yes. Like it's not like they're using you know fifty-one fifties or anything like or hot pickups. It's it's really like. It's like single coil pickup guitars, and it's so uh, there's a there's a million different vocal stylings and ranges uh, in the world, right? But I just want to like give this kind of like really kind of open compliment here. I just think the vocals really match the fucking music. One hundred percent, I like, agree. It's just something about the range. It's just like I don't know. Uh, I I this 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 EP really grabbed me. Uh, the it, honestly, it grabbed me probably the most as far as just the the vocals. It just out of the EPs, this is my favorite. Yeah, yeah. It, it just had my attention the whole time. Also, I just like I, I like the album artwork. I, I love the great album art, the art cartoonization of like the band members and like that kind of stuff. It's every I, track was super good. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that they're they're like really offering super different stuff on different tracks. It's not like a diverse. It's not like, it's not an LP. Also, to be yeah. fair, but. Yeah, this was really, really good. Uh, it really reminds me of something that could have just come out of, like, California. They sound like Heavy Heavy Lolo or Duck Duck Goose. Absolutely. The Just JCR, uh, 
it just the, the the opening of that track is amazing with that little fucking sexy riff uh, my favorite tracks would be JCR and Klaatu Klaatu K-L-A-A-T-U not sure how you fucking say that but uh, overall man just a great uh, another jam-packed EP on this uh, podcast on this uh, episode specifically yeah Klaatu was really good I have to agree with you I think that's actually my favorite track um, JCR really strong opening yep yeah, I think that Klaatu is the track, though. Cool. That that bridge part definitely is, like, very ear-grabbing. Yes, yeah, so if I had to give this a rating, I would say probably a 7. I'd say it's really strong material. I love the production. Like you say, the, the vocals really do match the instruments. Like, it's not... I think it, I can tell what their influences are, but it's not, like, so derivative where it's, like, makes me roll my eyes. Like, they're really biting Heavy Heavy Lolo, for example. It's not like that, you know? I'm playing poker with Carrots Gold. I raise you the seven, but I give you another one. I say an eight. Oh, damn. Yep. You really like this. Yep. I'm gonna, I got I to gotta, I gotta push one of these EPs, baby. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. This is the strongest EP of the, the bunch, in my opinion, for mm-hmm. this episode. So we're going to go and play for you Klaatu, which is track three from Solid Gold, which is Carrot Gold's new EP that came out on July 13th. Here we go.
right, so that was where the fuck that was, that was Klaatu, which is track three from Solid Gold, which is Carrot Gold's new EP, and that came out on July thirteenth. So next, next we're going to talk about Seasons Worn, and Seasons Worn are a metalcore trio from Vancouver, BC. And they just dropped their new EP, A Flower in Faith, on July 14th via Tomb Tree. And this is sort of along the lines of this new wave of technical metalcore that's really inspired at the same time by bands like Poison the Well and oh, Misery Signals. It's, it's a bit of a revivalist kind of band, I'd say. I warned you earlier. I'm going to say it again. Um, this is a, a release where it is very nostalgic sounding, yet it is fresh and new in my ears you know it's just a weird thing to kind of hear you know i like the balance i have to agree with you sorry i just did one of your dad's legitimate thing i just psyched me out with the joint right there <laughs> made me think that he was handing it to me for our listeners but yeah um at the same time it's not like it's like lacking originality because it really does uh this is one of those things where it's a throwback like you say that it is sort of like new to my ears at the same time yep, yep. like they really are sort of the material is so technical that it broaches mathcore like in the same way that your chambers or your veins do, you know? Yeah, they're all over uh, the place in a good way. You know, uh, this is... Uh, <clears throat> like the riffs are like insanely technical, pull-off, hammer-on kind of like... It's like they're like at their heart post-hardcore or like 90s metalcore, but they really just take it and put it in like a mathcore framing. Um. The standout track, uh, I really enjoyed the one with the feature vocalist, uh, yeah, that uh, Jordan good. Chase. That, yeah. that one was really enjoyable. Um, Found Dead Leaves but is my favorite track, though. Um, I really don't have super, much, super good. I really don't have too much else to say about this. And it is kind of going off what I said originally, you know, that the nostalgic yet, uh, you know, new, where at some point I'm just kind of sitting back and ready to listen, you know? Yeah, I don't think that the rest of the track is quite exciting, but that panic chord sequence on the bridge fucking goes. And the melodic sequence that closes out the track is really quite nice as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that track quite a bit. Uh, the Rose Chamber, that's where that technical pull-off hammer-on kind of stuff. I heard some comparisons to Fall of Troy, which I don't necessarily agree with, but... I can sort of see what they're saying in terms of like the guitar technique. It's sort of there, there's some comparisons that might be apt there, perhaps. Definitely not in the vocals or like the arrangement, really. But yeah, um, track four, the one who stops the water. That's the one of like the more quote unquote like overtly mathcore tracks. I would say. I like the pull offs throughout the album. Yeah. Yep. They're in a really similar tip to a Black Rose Burial with this sort Ooh. of revival. It's not a Black Rose Burial. No, no. Um, um, a dozen Black Roses. A dozen Black Roses. Yeah. <laughs> I do this every but time. But I agreed with you hearing it like that. Kind of, uh, it was so weird. Anyways, <laughs> yes. That is it was those combinations of words. It made your, uh, oh, God. Made your brain feel good. But yeah, if I had to give this a rating, I'd say seven. This is really goddamn strong, but it's not like. It's an EP, so we don't really get like a you know an overarching. I don't know. It's, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. It's not perfect. There's some definite on the the production side. There's some very obvious like punch ins that are so punched in that it's like almost abrupt sounding in a way that sort of takes me out of the recording. 
You know what I mean? Like some guitar parts come in so abruptly that it's very clear that they were like done very segmentally. I didn't pick up on that. It's a very nitpicky thing. You also play guitar and record things. So, you know, you might notice that a little bit more. What I do like is the direction that they're heading, though. Much like Thank You Driver, who are from the same area, kind of. They're uh, they're really pushing this this music forward. I gotta say, like I'm really excited to hear what this band does next. I uh, I, I feel like some of the melodic elements don't land as well as they they could, perhaps. So that's where I would maybe like take away a few points. But overall, just like super promising. I really like the the aesthetic. They're definitely not like pigeonholing themselves to mm-hmm. be like one of these breakdown heavy metal core bands but at the same time they're not pigeonholing themselves into being like a math core band either so I, I respect that I think the Rose Chamber is the track though that's like the, the podcast song in my opinion love it let's do that so we're going to play the Rose Chamber which is track one from Flower in Faith and that is off of excuse me that is off of Seasons Worn new EP Flower in Faith, and that came out on July 14th via Tomb Tree. Here we go.
All right, so that was The Rose Chamber, which is off Flower and Faith, which is Seasons Warren's new EP, which came out on July 14th via Tomb Tree. So the last band we're going to talk about is Doom Shrugs. Love that fucking name. It's so of the time, just like the attitude. I just, I don't know what it is. I, I love it. So it just dropped their new EP. It's a solo project. And they just dropped their new EP on July 7th. And it's called Album 3-2, which is really funny because as opposed to calling it Album 4, it's called Album 3-2. It hurts my brain, but I accept it. Fine, you get a pass. <laughs> this, this project is just back with another great batch of short, quick bursts you know, songs with non-repeating compositions. I will say this is probably the strongest batch of tracks yet, though. Absolutely. Uh, my, my screamo heart was full listening to this. I really enjoyed with it. With the vocals, yeah. Really bringing that kind of, you know, chaotic, grindy, screamy, great redneck hope kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. At times, this brought me uh, the central Good call. vibes. Yeah. You know, like... I can appreciate that comparison. I wish there was more tracks. That's where I stand on this. It's really short. It's like nine tracks and it's six minutes long. But one thing I really appreciated about this album cycle is that with the album came a full guitar playthrough of the entire album. Oh, six, Jesus Christ. It's six minutes. But the it came with a guitar playthrough complete with tabs on screen. So even though the whole EP is six minutes, it will increase your appreciation for sure if you like watch that i like that it's up on our youtube channel now i'll link it for you in the description i mean it really made me have a good appreciation for the arrangements too like they're they're pretty they're pretty techy like they're interesting yeah i really i I don't have much to say other than that dude you know it's sort of hard to offer a lot of critique on it it's very short and sweet i mean there could be more there could be more hooks perhaps more more content just in general like a, a 20 minute release would probably be i think appreciable most importantly though i think this is doom shrugs's strongest batch of track names yet <laughs> i mean this this project is notorious for having good track names but first of all again i love how it's called album 32 as opposed to 4 fucking asshole i love how <laughs> I love how it's called, there's a track called Doom Shrugs by Doom Shrugs from the album Doom Shrugs by Doom Shrugs. Oh, pull the fucking quadruple bad company. Yeah, whatever, oh, whatever it is. <laughs> so yeah, when I, when I say this track name that we're going to play, it's going to be it's going to be a fucking mouthful. Yeah, you know, although these are short burst vignettes, seeing Rory execute with such intent in the playthrough really has given me a good appreciation for the arrangements again. And yeah, I, I think this project is... Maybe lacking in production, um, and there could certainly be some better guitar tones, but like, it's good. This is like some daughter's shit, some like great redneck hope shit. Love it. Yep. I'd give it a seven. Oh, I'm I'm going eight. Oh wow. Yep. You you really yep. liked it. I, I did. I really did. Like I said, my my scream of heart was full. I really enjoyed it. I, I feel like sometimes he also with- uses <clears throat> Jeff's photos. By the way, I forget. I always forget that Jeff has lended photos to so many fucking people in our circle i've noticed this like sometimes i feel like i i well now that we're judging on numbers and stuff i've realized like how i compare records and stuff and i feel like sometimes there might be be this bias side of me where i'm comparing them to only the albums that we have on the said episode Mm -hmm. where i'm also trying to shake it away where i'm like i need to like be more because like i'll be like oh well it's like like this is my favorite of the episode this is like my second like that kind of thing it's like Mm -hmm. but you know anyways that's just my thing trying to shake it off I'm trying to learn, trying to grow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, I definitely I can pick out favorite releases from every episode, but I wouldn't say that I like I'm ranking them past that, you know, not like thinking like which is my second favorite, for example. I did like this quite a bit, though. I, I um, yeah, I look forward to maybe a more substantial release. But he's I mean, he's recording all the instruments. It's not like anything is programmed. I think that's what makes this sound so good. Oh, I'll accept the production then, especially for that reason. That's fucking rad. Did yeah. not know that. Yeah, he's doing all the drum parts, all the guitar parts, all the vocals. It's it's all being none of it is MIDI. <laughs> pew pew. Which is like my yeah, yeah, that really takes me out of it. I'm not gonna lie. It, it if you're like really like leaning into those sort of like electronic embellishments more and like making it more accentuated, then it kind of makes more sense, but to try to like pass it off as organic sort of drives me crazy. So <laughs> we're going to go ahead and play for you Doom Shrugs by Doom Shrugs from the album Doom Shrugs. And that's by Doom Shrugs from the album, album three, two. And that's by Doom Shrugs off album three, two. <laughs> Wait, I'm not even sure if I'm reading that correctly. Let me try that one more time. So we're going to play for you Doom Shrugs by Doom Shrugs from the album Doom Shrugs. By Doom Shrugs from the album three, and that's by Doom Shrugs off the album album two three two. Yeah, there I'm, it is. I'm, that's it right there. I we did I'm, it. I'm not upset with you. I'm just upset with the whole situation here. <laughs> you know, like I'm fucking, I'm fucking. fucking he did this asshole. to us. You he knew. I think that he knew this was gonna happen. He's just like, I'm really gonna make these guys look like assholes. Rat bastard. But it's good. Good. It's good. And that came out on July seventh. Here we go. Alright, so that was Doom Shrugs by Doom Shrugs from the album Doom Shrugs by Doom Shrugs from the album Album 3, and that's by Doom Shrugs off the album Album 3 2, and that came out on July 7th. I'm gonna throw up, I'm gonna be sick. I'm gonna be fucking sick. <laughs> so, before we wrap this up, I guess, yeah, thanks again to everyone who came out to the fest. It's always fucking great to just see uh, every time I do it in a different region the people from that region come out like there's people I've just been talking to on the internet for years and years who just like show up out of the blue and you're just like oh you're not just a disembodied you know headshot on Facebook or whatever it's hard to compare because there was you know years of COVID uh, uh, fests and everything but goddamn East Coast you win you fucking win I mean again and again I, I definitely do not regret doing it there I've just had so many good experiences at shows there now that it just uh, I don't know and a, a whopping 1% of our following lives in the state of New York too so not shocked by that at all or in the, in the city of New York actually maybe it's it's probably more in the actual state considering the entire state itself but yeah. and yeah just like every band fucking killed too like I just gotta shout out all the bands who are just fucking bringing their A game uh, it was really, really nice, especially to meet Miko from Colombia for the first time. I think that they were kind of like 
I was jealous that uh, you, uh, when, as soon as uh, I saw the photos of you guys just hanging out, I was like, oh, motherfucker, that would be amazing. First of all... Such a good set. Ama- set. Amazing set. They sound incredible live. So, Ivan... Let's talk about the fest for a couple minutes since we can kill a little bit of airtime here. I'm, I'm all ears because I, I, I'm, I'm still like hearing all the stories. You haven't even watched the, the footage yet. Well, I mean, you haven't told me much about the fest. I mean, what... You know? Yeah, so Miko... Miko was incredible because I was not expecting... I, I mean, initially, I knew um, within a couple of weeks of the fest happening, but I was not initially expecting Ivan to be the drummer and vocalist. So, I, Ivan, rather, is normally the the vocalist of the band, but he's switched to being both the drummer and the vocalist, like, on much better than Jamie Morgan could ever do. <laughs> I can't imagine... I can't imagine just how hard that is. Insanely hard, but he... It's like, he makes it look goddamn effortless. The, the way he drums, too, his, ba- his blast beats are just some of the cleanest blasts I've ever seen. So, yeah, he's now handling drums and vocals. Such a tough three-piece, dude. They, they invited some... or They recruited some, like, local guy to play bass for them, too. Bass guy! Thanks. Yeah, so they were basically here on, like, a bit of a... a, a mini... Like tour or like a long visit, I guess. Yvonne has family here, and um, Miguel is just you know on an extended visit or whatever. But man, I, I really hope they can make it back here again too, because they are that is literally the best band in extreme music out of South America, and seeing them live definitely reinforced that. Everybody who saw them was like, "Wow, I was not expecting that." I think that stylistically, they're probably the biggest out, you know, the, the biggest outlier too. There was no other really like dark hardcore kind of band there really. They just fucking blast, man. I love Miko. They're super super good. Um, more of myself to kill. They sounded super good. Joe, I think it was like the biggest highlight for me. The the drummer is just fucking incredible hands. Super super good player. That was like one of our our local bands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stepped in like towards the end there yeah, yeah we lost Venus Twins so I think that uh, no maybe who did they replace I can't even remember who they fucking replaced at this point we had so many bands that dropped and were replaced but the cheeseburger picnic ended up being I think one of the biggest highlights for me personally yeah Maya has uh, okay so what is really cool about the cheeseburger picnic is although Maya's not playing guitar live what she does do is individually channel every drum part so oh the snare is like coming the it's snare mu- symbol it's not a fucking muddled mess it's not coming out of an ipod wow it's all coming through individual tracks and they're like all mixed and the snare is triggered and the kick is triggered and it sounds like you're hearing a live drum kit basically i, I mean i was watching your stories uh but uh maya fucking nasty vocal live it sounds know? fucking insane yep. like it yep. was really i think that it's the cyber grind the best cyber grind performance ever captured on film aside from cutting pink with knives in that retro clothing store there's gotta be some good zombie shark footage out there too yeah i mean i, I really like zombie shark and blind equation but i feel like th- this is just like on another level of hype i like that Super, super good. Cohort B, another kind of outlier as well. I'm not expecting them to... It's so funny because they're like, we're not a mathcore band, and then they play all these parts that are like super mathy. I know nothing about <laughs> them. I'm really excited to see that footage. Well, shout out to Anthony Fantano for turning me on to them because that was a good recommendation. Damn. It turns out the drummer from Cohort B is also in a really sick band called Don Pardo, which we should probably talk about at some point too. 
he's like from Mexico and um, yeah he came up to me and talked to me at the show and he was super super nice and definitely made sure that I was aware of Don Pardo and fucking shout out because that shit is sick anyway yeah Cohort B really sick another kind of like a, another like local band that came in last minute so shout out to them for doing that Sunflower I think played the best set that I have seen them play yet you were saying that like if you are not if you're like a skeptic of Sunflower I think that watching this this set will make you a believer it's like it's it's that fucking hype they're like on their game instrumentally and just like performance wise stage presence wise sound wise like Ethan's drums were actually used for the fest and like I think there's a reason that all the the drums sound so good and crisp because of his his kit his snare is like super super tuned high so it sounds like really poppy it was pretty good it's pretty good (laughs) Jim five second review for you Jim 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 uh, under the pier, same with them. Definitely one of the best sets I've seen them play. Even though Dylan broke a string during like the third song, they like they basically acted like it didn't even happen and just continued on with their their set. Kept on ripping. Then that was the last show with Fernando and Andrew. Actually, they're, Jesus. Yeah, it's a whole new lineup except for Ashley. They're they're, they're continuing on, but uh, yeah, new people are, are stepping in. Emmett is now stepping in to be the the drummer for now. Ashley, as you all know, uh, we had an interview recently, but uh, Ashley's the vocalist, so uh, rest assured, uh, it can still be thin. Guitarist, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and the I think that it's his creative brainchild as well. I'm pretty sure that he's. God, been, I hope so. I'm pretty even if there's a moniker like a name change, you know, it'll still be. I'm sure you can expect good shit out of Ashley. And then, yeah, unfortunately, the Sawtooth Grin had, I don't want to, like, linger on this because it, it sucked, but uh, the Sawtooth Grin had their set cut short because of time constraints. But, um, yeah, other than that, though, it was, like, a very positive, uh, like, event for the crowd. I think everyone was, like, really, really enjoying it. Like, I had a super good time. All the bands played really, really good sets, and... um had a good turnout. Shout out to everybody that fucking paid a ticket. Yeah, you know, it's everything. so funny. Every year I just go through so much anxiety and self-doubt about actually doing this shit. But this year, even more so than last year, was a really big success. So, again, yeah, thank you so much, New York. You and every fest owner can fucking make a group, okay? You guys <laughs> talk about it. It's not, again, calling it a calling Math Core Index Fest a fest is such like a misnomer due to, like, the... The crowd size. It really is just a small group of There's people. There's a fest called Don't Call It a Fest. Come right. It, it's really... I had to emphasize this to the bands and the managers that I speak with that it's not really a fest. We're just... It's a DIY showcase from a, a small group of people who are really passionate about this music. And um, we're not made of money and the, the appeal isn't necessarily the broadest appeal. But so, the people who love it, like, l- love it to death, and it's, like, it's worth it to, to continue doing it for the most part. It's a niche thing that uh, that we cover, man. Yeah. But, yeah, again, I really appreciate everyone who supported us and who came out this year, and I look forward to seeing you guys again next year. So I guess that about wraps it up for this episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again in a few weeks with some more sick underground bands. Good night, and stay beautiful. <laughs>